for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production and please subscribe. Thanks. Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth and uh, I'm here as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Richard Holmes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Absolutely, covering all the bases there. We try. Um, and today we have another guest. We've had a real, we've had a real flurry of, of really fantastic guests, and I'm hoping that our latest one can can ride and, and sort of continue on that that wave of, of cracking podcasts. Stop. Digging. Would you like to introduce yourself, Mr. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much both for welcoming uh, me here. I'm very excited to be here. I hadn't realised what a professional intro that was. I hadn't realised I'd accidentally um, walked into the Radio 4 studios. Um, Smashy but, and icy. But, absolutely. But, but let me get started. So my name is Steve Johnson. I'm the Regional Director for Northern Europe for a company called Ruckus Networks. Fantastic. Fantastic. So um, we'll get straight into it. So Ruckus has gone through a few sort of transformations recently. You know, what can you tell us about sort of? Because obviously it was it, it sort of bought and sold and bought and sold and. and yeah, it's 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 been an interesting uh, twelve months. months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I am from the the Ruckus Wireless background, which was the original um, company. So I've I've kind of lived through it all. So I guess um, I'm best placed to talk you through this. So about 18 months ago, um, uh, a company called Brocade Communications, um, very significant multi-billion dollar yeah. um, mm-hmm. networking business, largely in uh, fiber channel technology, but also Ethernet um, switching campus and data center, yeah. um, announced their intent to acquire Ruckus. Uh, and that uh, acquisition went through uh, just over 12 months ago. Um, within weeks of Brocade formally acquiring Ruckus and Ruckus becoming the, the campus Wi-Fi component of the portfolio, um, it was announced that a third company, uh, Broadcom, were going to acquire Brocade. So, uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so Love, wasn't it, really? it, it was it's an crazy. interesting time, an interesting time. Um, and at that point, Broadcom also made it very clear that, that what they were acquiring in the acquisition of Brocade was the fiber channel technology. Yeah. Um, so from that point, um, Ruckus and a number of other components of Brocade um, uh, were open to uh, offers, or Broadcom were open to offers. And uh, relatively quickly, a few months later, it was announced that a company called Aris, mm-hmm. um, which is a uh, very significant, again, multi-billion dollar company, um, particularly in the cable technology uh, industry, uh, was going to acquire Ruckus. Okay. A little bit more than just Ruckus, or what was the old Ruckus Wireless. Um, Aris also acquired the um, campus switching technology, uh, Ethernet switching so that was technology. Originally, um, Foundry. Foundry Networks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so it comes with all of the innovation and, yeah, and also you know the, maturity in that. the the bulletproof yeah. um, OS and all of those things. So um, what that those two things have wrapped into is now Ruckus Networks. So Ruckus Networks is uh, kind of an end-to-end uh, campus technology supplier, Ethernet switching and um, uh, Wi-Fi technology, obviously. Um, and we are a division of uh, Aris. So I'm, 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 I might be completely, I might be the only person listening to the podcast. I 
Appreciate him on it. I, I really but hope listening, not. Listening <laughs> to the podcast that has never heard of Aris before. Mm, so I, give us a little background on, on who they are. And Aris is a very interesting company um, that's grown and grown through multiple acquisitions. So another one of the acquisitions they made, or a couple that they've made relatively recently in recent years, um, a, a significant component of Motorola, yep. um, the communications business for Motorola, and also a couple of years ago, um, do you remember Pace? No. Okay, so Pace, Pace. was... Desktop box. Uh, Set-top box. Absolutely, yeah. yes. So that was another acquisition that, that Aris made. So Aris essentially now has, uh, and I'm oversimplifying this, but essentially three product divisions. Uh, they have a very significant set-top box um, manufacturing mm-hmm. uh, and uh, distribution uh, organization. <clears throat> What's less known, and, and where Aris has been, it is recognized, is typically around that technology that, um, that they're recognized for. But what fewer people understand outside of their markets is they actually build the networks that supply those desktop boxes as well. So they will work with a certain, you know, a service provider or a, a media provider will go to them and say, well, this is the solution that we want to provide. It, it means us buying X, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of, of set top boxes. But we also want you to build the head end and the core of that network on wow. our behalf as well. So very, very um, technology savvy uh, business. And uh, the third division, Ruckus Networks as it is now, um, is their first entry into an enterprise marketplace. So they're very, very, very keenly focused on optimizing core to endpoint. Yeah, that is their business, really taking that sort of data in the middle and getting it out to endpoints in an incredibly sort of... Yeah, absolutely. There's some, uh, yeah, there's some diversity in terms of the technology, but the fundamental solution is the same. And as I say, Ruckus, the the uh, cable technology is uh, very centered around a service provider model. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, service providers, uh, media providers, and and cable operators, those are Aris's direct customers, so to speak. Um, Ruckus has a different technology set, the Ethernet and and Wi-Fi technology set that's very much more um, servicing the enterprise space. Yeah. Okay. So Ruckus is a technology um, Wi-Fi, right? So Wi-Fi... And, and off- Ethernet switching. And eth- oh, yeah. So this is what I was just about to come on to. So the combination of the two together, that's a really powerful, powerful mix, right? That, that stands you outside, over and above the competition, yeah, the, the technology itself is very powerful, but actually what it means to customers and partners and, and integrators um, is even more powerful. Um, so the, the core, um, the fundamental that Ruckus tries um, to deliver and strives to deliver um, strategically in each market that we sell into is a solution that, that ultimately um, delivers exceptional performance. Mm-hmm. So market leading performance, whether that's Wi-Fi or on the Ethernet switching um, side of things aligned to a uh, simplicity of uh, management and a reduction in cost uh, around the uh, requirement for a partner or a customer to actually manage the infrastructure itself. And actually, if you can tie those two things together, the the excellence of the the performance, whether it's at the edge um, through the Wi-Fi or uh, in the campus through the Ethernet switching, the excellence of performance with a simplicity and a reduced excuse me, cost of management, what you're actually ending up doing is delivering excellent experiences. Yeah. Um, excellent experiences for users, excellent experiences for IT teams, 
um, and delighted customers, which of course is very high on the priority list for all uh, IT partners. Of course, it is, yeah, absolutely. So, do you mind me asking what what a typical is there such a thing as a typical Ruckus partner? Um, there's a very broad uh, mix of uh, Ruckus partners, stemming from uh, service providers. So, significant service providers. We're one of the leading suppliers of Wi-Fi, as an example, into um, carriers worldwide, globally. It's a very, very strong marketplace for us. To vertical um, specific integrators. Perfect example of which is there's um, a number of uh, large, uh, either multinational or global uh, integrators that dedicate um, themselves to the provision of IT to the hospitality market um, is, is a perfect example. So um, we have a number of those, whether it's hospitality, whether it's into education, all shapes and sizes of education, um, uh, right the way through to integrators. So um, we are very much a best of breed technology mm very innovative, very performance-led, um, very cost-conscious, um, and uh, um, we have a number of, uh, I call them typically network integrators or systems integrators who um, appreciate that their role is to take the best-of-breed technology from each component yeah. of the technology stack and create the optimum solution for their customers. Um, right the way through um, to um, what I call proximity VARs, um, so SMB, SME um, type partners who very typically sell most things, most components of the technology stack, but maybe a, a 20 mile radius or a 25 mile radius. And they sell to the local schools and also yeah. the local high street and also the local business park. Um, and all of those enjoy working with Ruckus because of the other component of our proposition from a partner point of view. So one is delighting customers, um, which is, you know, everything that every partner strives to do um, using our technology. But the other part of it is we, we make ourselves very easy to do business mm. with. Um, and because we make ourselves very easy to do business with, um, you know, we're agile, we're responsive, um, we're proactive. Um, if the partner, you know, wants to engage with us on that level, um, all types of partners respond positively to that kind of model. Yeah. I suppose that was going to be my next question. You've got a really wide set of the types of partners from what you just described there. These are business, the, the partner programs around that, are they, yeah, do, do you find that, yeah, it makes it makes commercial sense, proposition sense for, for a partner to be invested in Ruckus? It, it sounds as though it's a yeah. lot more than just an AP conversation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, in terms of the partner program, we'll, if I address that part yeah. first, so we revamped the whole thing following our most recent acquisition and the combining of the, the two technology sets, the Ethernet switching and the, the Wi-Fi. Um, it's very uh, much simpler um, mm -hmm. than um, previous programs, which again, partners really appreciate. There's a very clear migration um, through the program. Uh, and the key components of it, I think, and the most important thing for partners is the enablement and the training that we're able mm -hmm. to provide. So almost in its entirety, every component of the training, including some industry standard, um, so not just ruckus um, training requirements, but industry, industry standard Wi-Fi, <coughs> excuse me, certifications, is available online. Um, certainly for the time being, it's available free of charge. So partners are able to do it self-paced. You know, they're not needing to take their two most profitable engineers off the road for a week or two weeks or... Yeah any of those things, which actually ends up being more of a cost to the partner than the, any fee that they would have to pay for the, for the yeah. training in the first place. 
So making that kind of thing very accessible. Yeah. Um, we've revamped our partner portal um, so that um, everything that the partner could want, whether the partner's a, you know, it's a salesperson from a partner, a, a pre-sales or post-sales person, whether it's the marketing lead from the partner, all of the collateral, all of the content, everything they could possibly want is in a single place. Very easy to, to find your way around it. Um, but perhaps the most um, valuable thing is is we're open, you know. We're, we're not a website. We're, we're not a, uh, you know, it's not a chat room that you need to go into if you want to talk to somebody at Ruckus. We're, we're people and we try and make ourselves as accessible as possible, um, whether it's through our distribution partners or directly into the business. Okay, perfect. So why for me, uh, you know, as a, as a pure sort of AP conversation is highly commoditized, I'm sure you're aware. It's a very competitive space. Um, lots of different providers from the very expensive through to the very cheap. Um, obviously, we see Ruckus in that enterprise sort of top right-hand corner, which is, I'm assuming, exactly where you want to be. What features and functionalities does Ruckus have over and above sort of just being a solid quality Wi-Fi and now, obviously, networking infrastructure? What what sort of features are you offering over and above? Are you offering some analytics? Are you offering sort of intelligent captive portals? I, I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're in danger now of you leading me off on a path that means I'm going to go into monologue. Please, for, please, for, please for do. I, as I say, so, Wi-Fi is not our strongest suit, so okay. please educate us. So, so let me start with the Wi-Fi and let me correct you on one of the things that you've said. Please do. Please do. Um, it, it, there's more to the AP conversation than, than pure commoditization. So Brilliant. not all APs are the same. Um, and there is specific technology in uh, the Ruckus AP portfolio mm. That means essentially, in a nutshell, you are able to um, receive a signal over longer, stronger, uh, and over longer distances. Okay. So, what does that do? In the end, you know, the the end goal is the the user, whether that user is an employee, a visitor, a guest, a student, whatever that user is, is getting a better experience, um, which is the the first and and foremost function of of having Wi-Fi in the first place. By the way, that includes things as well as people. Um, but we'll round back to that when I, okay, when I get through this as well. Um, so, but what does that also mean? So um, a, a longer and stronger signal also means you need less APs. So there's a commercial uh, advantage there. And the commercial advantage is enhanced when you think less APs means less Ethernet ports required, yep. less cabling required, less things to manage and, and so on and so forth. And replace when they inevitably go so, get uh, bashed up or... Yeah, fall off the wall or something. If there was only one simple thing I'd like you to remember um, off the back of this, it's not all APs are the same. Um, hey, however, you heard, it, you heard it here first. Uh, moving on from that, um, uh, there are a, a couple of things. So in the Ruckus portfolio specifically, um, the other component of a, a Wi-Fi solution is the architecture, mm -hmm. the controller architecture that you use. Um, and Ruckus has the complete portfolio. It's one of the reasons why partners love um, doing business with us is because we have every one of those architectures uh, available, whether it's a an on-premise, you know, good old-fashioned on-premise hardware controller, yeah. um, whether you want to virtualize that controller on-premise and, and run in a, a virtual environment, um, whether it's a, a small business um, that uh, is a single site, just wants very quick, easy plug-and-play type connectivity, then we've got that architecture in the portfolio as well. One of the more interesting things, and actually probably the fastest um, growing section of our partner base is um, what we call the Wi-Fi as a service providers as well. So what this does, off the back of our tremendous success in the carrier and service provider market, 
we've hardened that technology and we've been able to provide it to enterprise partners as well, integrators and specifically managed service providers and ISPs. So this is a um, either virtual or um, physical appliance that allows the partner to create their own virtual cloud. So it's a multi-tenanted solution that they host, they own, they manage in their data center or their network operating center mm -hmm. and allows them to deliver bespoke solutions to each of their individual customers. So this is very successful for us um, in the market where there are customers who um, basically don't want to touch the solution. There's three types of customers in the world. I'm, again, I'm oversimplifying. No, that's but fine. If, if we I say like there's it. only three, like that there's those customers that have muscular IT um, and typically medium and large enterprise yeah. uh, or large campus type environments. They've got the IT resources. Um, they want to own and control all of their IT themselves. Yeah. Then they buy the controller, whether it's virtual or an appliance, and they own it and they manage that and they, they have the granular control over their own environment. Then there are customers that, that have lean IT. So um, organization, perfect example would be a secondary school, you know, 1,000, 1,200 students, couple of hundred staff, but trying to manage the IT for all of those um, devices, yeah. all of those um, users is a team of two or three or, you know, if you're lucky, four people. So they don't have the ability to... Um, invest in uh, specific um, skills to go granular and to own their IT themselves. That Well, they might want to own the IT themselves but they and they want some control over it, but they don't want anything too complex. It needs to be very intuitive, yeah. very simple to use. Um, and for those environments, um, if it's a single site and relatively small, we would use our Unleashed portfolio, plug and play, um, stick an access point up, plug it in, and it, it, it starts working as the master. Every other access point, you plug in just takes its feed off that off that master. Or they could use our cloud platform, which is one of the most exciting things we've got to, to talk about at the moment. Um, it's available in the UK. It'll be launched to the rest of EMEA um, at the beginning of March. And it, it fits this marketplace absolutely perfectly. So it gives you all, intuitively gives you all of the control and all of the value, including analytics and application analytics, user analytics, and all of those things but tied to the exceptional performance that our access points um, give you in a very comprehensive, easy to use way. The third type of user, so there's one that's muscular IT and, and wants full control and will own. There's one that um, has lean IT, needs some control, but needs it to be intuitive and simple. Yeah. They can look at the cloud um, platform. The third type of user is one that doesn't really want to touch the IT themselves at all. So they would look to outsource to a managed service provider yeah. the IT and manage that on an SLA basis. Yep. So we'll pay you a monthly or annual or whatever it might be fee, and this is what we expect you to be delivering for us. And that market in particular has been growing very quickly um, for us or for our partners because of the architecture that we, we've uh, been able to give to them that enables them to very um, easily set up their own virtual cloud platform. And the difference between their virtual cloud and our public cloud, the, the Ruckus cloud platform, mm -hmm. is clearly the um, granularity of the control and most importantly, the integration that it allows them to deliver their customers. So it allows them to deliver a very bespoke, um, precise SLA meeting um, service to their customers. Got you. Wow. That's a very... I told you I'd talk for ages. No, no, no. But that's, yeah. I love it because essentially... 
without meaning to sort of put anyone else on the spot, you know, we, we, there's other providers that have gone down one very specific route because they feel that's the best thing to do. They've gone down the, actually, let's make it super ridiculously simple to deal with this. But actually, you're right. They're not actually giving the the people who want to be more clever, add more services, wrap more of their own source or, or their own secret oh, sort of um, value yeah. Yeah. into the solution they're delivering. And actually what you've done is you've said, we can offer you super simple, bang it on and just forget about it. Yeah. Which is the unleashed product set. Yeah. All the way through to literally we will we'll give you a very reliable, very high, high powerful um, sort of AP system. And then all the technologies for you to then bolt and do all your, whatever you want to do on top of that and make it really, really intelligent clever network that you can then deliver as a service and I, I like that because actually what we're seeing in the reseller channel is we're seeing a huge number of our resellers moving from being resellers in inverted commas um, to becoming and, and finding their managed service offering to basically prop up and, and to sort of help them become more relevant to their end customers in, in the future and mm. I must admit Wi-Fi was one that I never really saw being a, a prime candidate for a managed service because it always felt very on-prem but Everything you've just described says says otherwise. Yeah, and and as I say, that you know is the the biggest component of our business today. So, mm-hmm. what does that tell us? That tells us that consume that customers want to consume their Wi-Fi in that way as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there. I, so the, there's two parts to this. One is um, whatever uh, a partner and whatever shape a partner, which goes back to the original question about yes. what kind of partners do you have in in your partner uh, makeup? It, it's all types. Because whatever um, technology set a partner wishes to sell to their customers, we've got that in the portfolio. And we've also got, you know, the ability to migrate from one platform to another as well. And that's where the agility comes in. Because fundamentally, the same hardware, the same access points work in every single one of those different environments. Mm. Um, So it's perfectly possible for a partner themselves or for a partner's customer to migrate from one architecture to another as well. The other um, component of this is depending on what your customer type and what verticals your customers are, speaking you know, from a partner point of view, um, will lead you to um, a different architecture as well. Yeah. So the, the managed service provision and the delivering an SLA and, and customers managing partners by SLA uh, and where we've seen that grown is very pertinent to a number of verticals in particular. Um, the fact I've already mentioned one um, is hospitality. Yeah. Um, it's growing in education, particularly primary and secondary education. In higher education, um, they have more muscular IT teams that really want that, that the ownership versus an SLA um, uh, argument. But it is growing in primary and secondary mm. education. Um, other markets say that one of the most interesting ones is um, smart cities. So it's one that just about every... I can see the smile on your face already. Yeah, I'm sure everybody who sat earlier. in this chair yeah. has mentioned smart city over... Uh, no. Really? Yeah, yep. Absolutely not. So oh, really interested yeah, so, in the view. Well, I'm amazed. Let's, by both, that. let's both set up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that one of the, well, maybe one of the reasons nobody's um, kind of dared to throw it up is the, there's loads of different interpretations of what a smart city is. Yes. And what the components of a smart city um, are. Um, but ultimately, more and more, we're seeing the trend of um, urban environments, whether it's you know county councils, city councils in the UK, um, and very. Um, Rapidly, I would say the town councils. Mm-hmm. So often it's a smaller conurbation, maybe 
you know, 100 to 200,000 um, constituents that's moving faster with some of this, uh, this technology and, and looking to innovate versus their, their larger competitors, as they yeah. would see them, um, by delivering these kind of technologies. So smart cities are really interesting environments, um, although quite complex as well. Most commonly, they are private-public um, uh, partnerships. Yes. So this, the city themselves doesn't want to completely uh, be responsible for the granularity of the delivery of the service. So mm-hmm. they will work with integrators and partners who will take responsibility for a lot, a lot of that. But clearly, it's the city that wants to deliver their services across yes. the, the, the platform. So there, there's a really interesting partnership model um, evolving there. Um, and because of the way those partnerships work, it's very much um, the preference for the partners to use this smart zone technology, this uh, virtual cloud um, technology to manage these environments. So let's talk about smart cities briefly. Mm-hmm. And what is a smart city? The vast majority of smart cities start with a public Wi-Fi investment. Um, so in any smart city environment, um, the... Uh, the cost of the initial investment needs to be justified by at least one thing. Yes. Uh, and typically that one thing is uh, an investment in public Wi-Fi. Sometimes, and that, even that can be for a number of different reasons. So, you know, we see places like this York, which is not too far away from where we are now. Yes. Um, and it's absolutely driven by tourism uh, and the need both to provide a higher level of service to tourists, but also to understand who the tourists are, what they're doing, where they're going, how to communicate and engage with those tourists better and, and yeah. so on and so forth. Um, other environments, it's um, to bridge a digital divide, a social divide as well. There are still um, large uh, components of our population, particularly in um, larger urban areas, that don't have good access to good Wi-Fi. Mm. And ironically, this is at a time when more and more government services and benefits are being placed online. Yes. So often, or in many cases, the investment is being made to, to help and assist in, in bridging that gap. So that's that's uh, the starting point, and you've then got the foundation for a Wi-Fi network. Um, what the other benefits um, that you can gain from that um, will come with time. There, there's a, a deployment um, in a large area in Copenhagen that we've undertaken recently, where the the reason for deploying the the outdoor um, network, um, and it's a very very large area as well, very affluent area of um, Copenhagen. Um, was not the public Wi-Fi. The public Wi-Fi has come as an added benefit, but was actually to connect the um, energy meters, the smart meters in people's homes and in the basements. Uh, and it was essentially because it's such an affluent, beautiful, you know, uh, uh, type area, they didn't want to start digging streets and paths and roads and all the infrastructure planning and costs yes. and permissions. Yeah. It was much easier and much quicker for them simply to deploy a Wi-Fi network. Yeah. Uh, and now off the back of that, the secondary benefit is the public Wi-Fi and allowing people to use um, that. So it grows and it grows. And the, the types of areas that we see um, this advancing are um, air management and air monitoring and um, sensing, you know, the quality of air. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an unpleasant topic, but sewage systems and drainage systems, um, anti-flooding, so that one of the next waves of one of our deployments um, is uh, being talked about in terms of deploying sensors in the drains so that um, uh, uh, the organization, the, the local author, the municipality um, can see and get warning of when particular water levels are rising and take preemptive action before the flooding actually happens. Yeah. So um, uh, this is the kind of, and the other thing is the devices that are able to connect to it now as well. The multiple devices, whether it's counters, sensors, 
whatever those sensors are sensing. Um, it's really important that we build Wi-Fi networks today for things, which is something I mentioned earlier, not just for people to connect to. Um, and all of that needs to be delivered in a secure way as well. So the security from a security point of view, as well as the Wi-Fi and, and the Ethernet switching, I've hardly mentioned the Ethernet switching, there's some great stuff in there as well. Um, we also have a uh, another layer, a platform that we sell um, uh, and use to complete the solution, particularly from a security and onboarding point of view, which is called CloudPath. And CloudPath um, is a uh, it's an authentication and security and policy management tool um, that, in a nutshell, allows you to be um, very much in control over who is connecting to your network uh -huh. uh, and sending them down a different path according to who they are, what profile mm -hmm. they are, and what device they're using. But it also, in conjunction with some of the technology in, in the Ruckus Wi-Fi platform, um, allows you to very simply, very quickly deploy things, whatever those devices might be, even though they don't have uh, necessarily have a person operating them at any given point in time, yeah. in a very secure way as well. Cool. So wrapping all of those things together is, um, again, something that provides our partners with a significant opportunity to create solutions that ultimately delight their customers. Yeah. And if you delight your customers and if you, you as a vendor make yourself easy and low cost to do business with, yeah. what does that end up with? Ends up with margin in the partner. And we strive to deliver that more than anything else. I think it's a very, very good place to end. I think Good. it is. Brilliant. Thank, thank you very, thank much, you very much for thank coming you. on. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Hope to see you again soon. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye.